Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn Miles with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there? I am so thankful that you are joining me here a little bit. And man, I'm just so happy that I'm here. I might be catching you on your ride home from Chipotle or wherever you go. But man, I'm just so um, grateful that you're uh, in the cart uh, listening right along with me today. I just want to remind you, for those of you that haven't been listening, but then for those of you that are new, you know, we are very committed uh, to the bold truth of God's word uh, here at the Autumn Mile Show. And um, to tell you a little bit about myself, if you do not know, I have been married to my husband for 12 years. Pretty proud of that. Uh, We have four incredible children. My daughter's uh, 11. Her name is Grace Miles. She's going on 22. Uh, My son is eight. His name is Jude Miles. And any mamas out there, you got an eight-year-old, but they're going on four. (laughs) How does that happen? It only happens in little boy world. Love my son so much, but we have to tell him, no, you cannot uh, pee there. No, you can't. Or uh, no, son, you have to wear clothes today. Uh, We love him so much. He's incredible. But I just want to tell you, uh, you know, hashtag real life out there. We all also have had the honor, the privilege of adopting two children, um, Moses Ezekiel Miles. He is 20 months old and totally insane, but we are desperately in love with that kid. And uh, we have an 18 month old. Her name is Haven. Um, and I did get the dates right. 20 months, 18 months. If you're new listening uh, to the program today, we adopted them nine weeks apart. And man, uh, they are the joys of our life. Um, so that's a little bit about me. In 2010, I founded a ministry called the Blush Network. It is a women's ministry. And we are nationwide. Uh, we do conferences. Uh, we do small groups called society groups. Um, and, and our mission at the Blush Network is to spiritually challenge the way women think. We take that very seriously. Everything we go, uh, we do revolves around that. I've written a book called Appointed Your Future Starts Now, working on my second one. Just today, want you to get to know me. I'm a little bit crazy, uh, but I like it that way. I am very, very good at being me. I don't want to be you. You're you. I want to be me. I'm really good at being uh, Autumn. I learned that the hard way when I tried to be other people for a very long time. And man, that got exhausting. Can I get an amen in the family Volvo? Uh, But today I want to just tell you a little bit about what God has laid on my heart for this week. You know, we did a weekly show here for a while and God just shifted some things up. Um, my schedule couldn't, didn't permit that any longer. So we're coming down to a weekly show. So this is the time slot and I, I pray you'll tune in, um, every week, but here at the Automile show, we are going to engage our culture. Christian, we got to be engaged in our culture. You got to know what's going on. 
Um, you have to be aware of what's happening in our society. And we're going to engage that culture with the bold truth of God's word. Always God's word. Always God's word. Always God's word. When we interject religion into God's word, it messes it up. I mean, hello, look at the Pharisees and Sadducees. Jesus looked at them and said, you are white washed tombs. We go back to God's word, engaging culture with bold truth. Because the truth of God's word is bold and raw faith. I say this a lot. I see a lot of packaged faith. I see a lot of fake faith. A lot of um, a lot of acts that are uh, that that sort of look like faith, um, but they're not. You know, when Moses stood in front of the Red Sea, he couldn't be fake. He couldn't play the Christian faith faith game. Um, he had to look and he had to believe that God was who he says that he was, and he was going to part that and bring freedom. Um, and, and that's what we're about here. We've had lots of people on the show that have really demonstrated, um, the, the, the raw faith, um, that is needed to really change the world. So that's what we're about here at the autumn mile show today. Specifically, I want to talk about this, um, this word called distraction, fatal distraction. I don't know if you've ever, uh, watched that movie. I didn't, but when I was putting this together, that's the title that came in my head. Fatal attraction was the name of the movie. We're going to talk about fatal distraction, uh, today because here, here's the thing distraction is Satan is in distraction and he is literally lurking everywhere to steal, kill and destroy. We know that that's what God's word tells us. That is the very definition of what Satan does. He steals, he kills and destroys. And Satan is all up in the church. He's all up in social media. He's all up in your world trying to distract you from what God may be asking of you. And I want today you just to put on some um, some Jesus glasses or maybe take off the distraction glasses and look at your life. Are you distracted? You know, I, I love my church, obsessed with it. I love the, my pastor at my church, um, uh, pastors at my church. Uh, I love uh, Going and meeting with Jesus, I think it is so important that we are in church on a regular basis uh, for, for many different reasons. The Bible tells us not to forsake coming together, but also um, it's just good. It's good for your soul. Uh, it, it's a good accountability. It, it's good for so many reasons. Um, but I can't sit in the back at church. Uh, I am that girl who, you know, I'm going to be in the front row because I am distracted really easily. Now, I'm the girl that's like looking down the row or looking in front. And uh, let's just be real. OK, if if this isn't you, then you're way more righteous than I am. Uh, I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, man, her hair looks good today. I wonder what kind of product she uses or I'll look and I'll see a new couple and I'll be like, Ooh, they're, they're so cute together. I wonder if they just started dating or, you know, I'll, I'll look at, I'll look down the, the aisle and be like, man, I haven't seen them in a while. I wonder what's going on in their life. If someone is texting at church, I'm obsessed with why, what is so important that they're texting at church. And here I catch myself doing it every once in a while. We, you know, we use the Bible app at church. It's so cool. It's a cool thing to do. Uh, but man, is it not so tempting just to click on your text message and text someone back. If you get a text message during church, distraction, distraction. It's all about distraction. Anyway, I sit in the front at church because I know where my mind goes as a woman, as a person, as a human. 
And I know that if I am right up under my pastor's nose and I can see his nose hairs, I, I am going to be engaged with what he says. Um, and, 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 you know, I might be sort of preaching to you today. Distraction has sort of um, really captivated the Christian world. Um, you know, I use a funny example about church, but very realistically, how many of us have got on our phones and scrolled through Instagram um, when you have set aside time to get in the word of God and, oh, whoops, your, your 30 minutes is over. And I mean, you liked a bunch of pictures on Instagram, but you are no closer to Jesus. You know, how many of us are, are obsessed with our kids' schedules to a point? And I've got four kids. I know what it's like to be busy. Um, how many of us are obsessed with our kids' schedules to a point that we prioritize their schedule rather than our relationship with the Lord? I mean, distraction. We are so busy nowadays that we take pride in being busy. Guess what? God doesn't care how busy you are. He cares about how intimate you are with him. So I've got uh, several examples today, and I know I'm ringing your bell, but uh, this this my bell was rung first before I ever started talking to you. Let me just tell you that on distraction. Luke 1038, this is probably going to be familiar uh, to you if you have been in church at any, any time at all. Luke 1038 says this. There, there's three different scenarios I'm going to give you, all of which people were distracted. Now, as they were traveling along, Luke 10:38, he, Jesus, entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. You know where I'm going. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted. Whew with all her preparations, and came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her, Lord, tell her to help me. It's funny. She's looking at the face of the Christ. And she is trying to manipulate the Christ and tell him what she believes is more important than sitting at his feet. Oh, that'll ring a bell. But the Lord answered her and said, I love this. You know, the Lord, he confronts early and often. Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary. One thing is necessary, Martha. There's one. For Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. Here's the thing about Martha. We've heard the story 476 times, you know, if you're a regular church attendee, Martha was distracted with all of her preparations. Now, um, some of, some of us, um, I've, I've, I have definitely been known to be distracted, um, at times by preparation. I'm someone that I get it done. I like to get it done. I have a lot of things to do. We run multiple companies. I have a couple ministries. I have four kids. Um, we, I, I got a lot of stuff to do. I will get it done. Um, but the distraction of all my preparations lead me away from the one thing I should be actually focused on. Um, the distraction from work keeps us from, um, worship. 
And I, I just want to look at you. You know, a lot of us are, are eager to oh, I'll sign up for the, um, you know, choir. We don't really have choir these days. I mean, some churches do, but uh, praise band. And, you know, I, I want I want to sign up to teach the kids. And, uh, you know, I want to show myself very busy and act as if I'm important. But if you're uh, hanging out with the kids every Sunday and not in your Bible Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, you know, where is your priority? yet. God would rather, he he says very specifically to him, the Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. That time that you're spent with Jesus is irreplaceable. It is 100% um, the time that will grow you, will rest you, will give you value, will give you purpose, will give you revelation. And doing for the Lord is Pales in comparison important to being before the Lord. We got a lot of doers in our church today, and we are lacking the the, the ones that sit and soak in um, the presence of the Lord. And I just want you to just kind of check yourself today. Are are you that Martha? Martha was distracted by her preparations, but another thing she was distracted by right here was Mary. She was looking at Mary and she was ticked that Mary had the audacity to spend time with Jesus rather than helping her. Now, as I read this, I I, I think of us who get distracted by other people. Wow, that person is excelling in that area. And you're just distracted because all of a sudden you are um, you you are comparing yourself and where you've come in your life to them. Well, Lord, look at them. Um, other other people, you know, maybe they're not doing well. Maybe they are that maybe they had a good marriage and they they really tanked their marriage. Maybe they committed adultery and cheating on someone. I don't know what it is, but you're distracted by another person that's not doing so well. And your um, your you, your excuse for spending time and being with Jesus, you uh, uh, point the finger at another person. Well, Lord, look at Mary. But Lord, look at. You fill in the blank. People distract us from Jesus a lot of times. Comparison is huge when it comes uh, specifically to this. Comparison in our social media. Oh, oh, man, she's got, wow, she's pregnant again. And, you know, wow, she's 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 already been, she's getting married. And I'm not married yet. And, oh, man, why is she getting married? I'm better. You know, I. I'm better than her. I'm nicer than her. I'm more godly than her. And how in the world? Why is she married and I'm not married? Wow. Now she's having a baby. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm not even married yet. Now she's having a baby. You know, I'm, I'm more godly than her. I know that I am. And you see what I'm saying? People distract us from spending time with our Jesus. Distractions everywhere. Let's go to the, um, to the next one. Matthew, I'm going to, I'm, I'm turning along. I hope you can hear the pages of God's word. We need to open up God's word and get in it. There's something about, I don't even know what kind of paper this is. I'm going to find that out. I'm going to Google it. Maybe Lori, my producer in the studio can Google it. <laughs> Matthew 14, 22 through 31. This is going to be familiar to you guys out there. Immediately. He, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. 
And after he has sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself. He was not distracted. Jesus was not distracted. And when it was evening, he was there alone, but the boat was already a long distance from the land. You're going to know the story, but I'm hopefully going to give you a little bit different of a take. Battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. Jesus came to the disciples walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, take courage. It is I do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened and began to sink. When beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me immediately. Jesus stretched out his hand, took hold of him and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, Mary and Martha, we see um, Martha being um, distracted by um, her work, but also Mary. And in this scenario, we see Peter who um, has the desire to go further with the Lord. He has the desire to see miracles. He has the desire to walk forward in his faith. He, he clearly wants to do something that's impossible. He wants to step out of the boat and walk on the water. Even the, I don't even think I would even think if I was in a boat, oh, okay, I'm just going to walk on the water uh, to Jesus. You know, that sounds like a perfectly normal thing to do. But Peter um thought beyond himself and his thinking was there his um his desire to do was there but when jesus said come when he stepped out of the boat he started looking at his surroundings which this is covered multiple multiple times and this story to me really isn't about faith i i feel like yes yes you can of course pull faith out of it because it is there but it's about the distraction of fear we, when we are going towards something, when we have eyes that are bigger than ourselves, when we have a desire to do something or be something that is greater than who we actually are, and we know that we need the help of King Jesus to help us, he looks at us and he says to you, come, listen, I'm here. Keep your eyes focused on me and come. He beckons you to come towards him. But the, the, the uh, kryptonite to faith is fear. And when Peter came, he had enough faith to step out of the boat. This is the interesting thing. He had enough faith to step out of the boat, but he didn't have enough faith to keep walking toward Jesus. Why? Because fear distracted him greatly. I know in my life, you know, one of the things that, that I, I, I love is faith. I've seen, I know that I please God by my faith. You please God by your faith. Uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And in that moment when Peter said, Hey, can I step out? And Jesus said, come immediately. God was pleased by the action. But then what happens a couple steps down the road is immediately sinking. Why? Because he focused on the waves and not the master. Some of you, I just super feel, feel very compelled to say you're distracted by your fear. There is a, a calling. Maybe there's a baby to adopt. Maybe there is a disease to claim healing over in Jesus name. 
and you're there. You stepped out of the boat. You've started that process of faith. Yes, Lord, I believe you. Yes, okay, you said come. I believe you said come, and I'm going to step out and and walk towards you. But all of a sudden, the distractions come with the waves, and you're you're, you're looking at them, and and it, you can't focus on Jesus because you're focused on the wave. And I may may I just add into that. I, I believe this is one of the main ways that Satan distracts us from our faith is through our fear. The Bible says there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. If you are feeling fear, it is not a result of the spirit and peace. It's a result of an attack on you in, in one way or the other. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Notice that when he said, come, there was no fear stepping out of the boat. And there wouldn't have been any fear if he would have kept his focus on Jesus. The scary part, as many Christians, uh, pastors say, is stepping out of the boat. You got to step out of the boat. Well, Peter did that. It was keep on walking that he had the problem with. So maybe that's a word for you today. Keep on walking. Keep on walking towards your Savior. Understand that that focus on him is going to keep the peace and it's going to cancel the fear. Keep on walking straight towards him. The third uh, place I, I, I want to take you is right in the neighborhood. You hear my pages again. What's this paper called? Did you look it up? Lori. Lori's in the studio. She's one of our... Okay, never mind. That was really way too long. Uh, the last place I'm going to take you is Luke 9. Actually, this isn't the last place, but we're almost there. Luke 9, 12. It says this. Now the day was ending and the 12 came and said to him, send the crowd away, said to Jesus, that they may go into the surrounding villages and countrysides and find lodging there and get something to eat. This, of course, is the famous story of the feeding of the 5,000. For here we are in a desolate Place, But Jesus said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless perhaps we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. And he said to his disciples, have them sit down to eat in groups, about 50 each. They did so and had them sit down. They all took the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and he broke them. And kept giving them to the disciples to set them before them. And they all ate and were satisfied. The broken pieces which were left had left that uh, had left over and picked up. There were 12 baskets full. Here the story of the disciples, the distraction is very, very simple. It's lack of resource. They're looking at all these people and the, the, the amount of people outnumbers the amount of resource that they have amount of money, really, that they have, amount of um, ability to be able to provide for uh, these 5,000 men plus women plus children. So they're looking at a multitude. They're looking at like a huge uh, arena being filled up with people, and they all need a hot dog. And where in the world are they going to get the hot dog? Because they are in the middle of a desolate place. And Jesus said, you give them something to eat. And then, of course, he takes the five loaves and two fish they have. He breaks and he blesses and he provides. He provides. 
Some of you guys, and, and I have been there multiple times, are looking at your lack of resources and it is distracting you from the great provider who wants to do a miracle on your behalf. You are focused on the lack of money, the lack of um, food, the lack of insurance, whatever it is, you are focusing on the lack of, and you are staring Jesus in the face who is willing to work on your behalf because he says he will take care of your needs. Here's the beautiful thing about um, these these three different stories. Um, Martha was in the presence of Jesus. Peter was in the presence of Jesus. The disciples were in the presence of Jesus and they were distracted. What does that tell you? Satan wants to come in when you are in his presence, when you are in close proximity to him, when you are looking the very provider, the very um, faithful one, uh, the very resource to your emotional needs. When you are looking that person in the face, he wants to come in and he wants to distract you from it. This is what Paul says in first Corinthians, first Corinthians verse nine, he says, I discipline my body and I make it my slave. And I need you guys today. Yes, we are in a world that is full of distractions. You can find this anywhere, but our world today needs you to stop being distracted and to discipline your body, to discipline your mind, to discipline your soul, to make it subject to you. You are not subject to your own mind. Because our world needs a strong Christian that's going to stand for the things of the Lord, no matter what comes there. Surrender if you're distracted today. And God will do something amazing in your life. This has been the Autumn Miles Show. I'll see you next week right back here. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.